0: investment advisory services offered through cwm llc and sec registered investment advisor it's time for the money night podcast with certified financial planner wade chessman welcome in to the money night podcast i'm your host wade chessman president and wealth advisor at chessman wealth strategies no guest host today no ben george he's not here instead i'm really excited to bring in a special guest, you know we've been doing these podcasts with different business owners, and just learning from them, learning about their, you know, lives and how they started businesses. So today I have got with me Judd Mackerel. I met Judd when he was with uh, the Carson Group, but now he is the CEO and founder of Mile Marker. And he's in, uh, man, he's awesome. He's in South Carolina and Charleston. What a great town. So before we get started, Judd, first of all, thanks for being here with us today. I know people are going to be excited about learning about how you have not only started this business, but another business before that. And, you know, just learning from you. But tell me, I'd love, you know, I know a little bit about you because I met you when you, at your time with the Carson Group, but tell us a little bit about your background a little bit about your family. One thing that I think a lot of people would be interested to hear is that you're a graduate of Dallas Theological Seminary, which is, you know, a little bit different for someone who's in the business world that owns a company geared toward financial services, right? It's not every day, typically. I mean, I have a lot of of our pastor clients are DTS graduates, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily our business owner clients, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and you know, how do you came to be kind of where you are today?
1: Yeah. I think my, my road uh, has been pretty, pretty interesting. I'm yeah, really thankful for I'd it. Say. You know, I, my wife and I uh, met in, I, first of all, I, I was, when I was younger, I was in high school and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I was in bands and, and I was a terrible musician, not disciplined at all, <laughs> but I loved making all the promotional materials and designing things. And I just, I never really considered it as an occupation i followed a buddy of mine who's a good friend kind of almost a mentor who's a few years older than me uh down to a small uh christian uh, college in omaha which is now closed unfortunately called grace university okay. and i was there and got into all kinds of different things i was in student uh government as like the student body vice president and you know here i am designing all the signs and creating events and promoting things. And like, it just kind of continually gravitated. And then my wife and I started dating my, you know, toward the end of my last year of undergraduate school. And we found ourselves finding excuses to plan events together. And, you know, she's been my business partner through all this stuff. And she, you know, her too, from the time we were together at Carson. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we just kind of continually organized things and, um, finishing up Bible college. I really wanted to, to grow and, and get more, uh, and more, you know, just disciplined and educated in, uh, leading in the church or leading in, in Christian academics. And, uh, my pastor had gone to DTS and a number of my professors had gone to DTS and it was just a really good opportunity for me to get down there. And so we moved down and lived in, in the Metroplex, enjoyed our time. Have lots of friends to this day from, mm-hmm. from that season of our life, and got, went through the process. I was in my second year. I'd gone to class nonstop, like you know, I was trying to just maximize my time. And I, in the middle of that, had started working uh, for a company called Orion Advisor Services.
0: While you were at DTS,
1: uh, actually the year before, I was at DTS. Oh, like okay, right out wow. of undergrad, I, I graduated on a Saturday. I started working like right away at Orion the next Monday. And so I've always kind of had this parallel in my life of working in financial services particularly in technology mm-hmm. and in planning events and you know working in the church and and really trying to you know make sure that we're bringing excellence to everything we do. And so during the time of DTS I realized hey I like my professors. I don't want to be my professors. That's not what I want to do. I love the measurability and the predictability of a business and and technology in particular and you know, it's harder to find that sometimes in the churches. And I, I'm thankful for all the people that really are gifted with being a shepherd uh, mm-hmm. and, and serving that way. Those people are important to me and, uh, and to so many others. So we went to Schofield Bible uh, Church oh, yeah. uh, right there off of Abrams Road and had a, have a number of people from our small group that are, are still good friends of ours and uh, really just enjoyed our time. In, in Dallas and ultimately wound up taking on a bigger role at Orion where I oversaw the new business. And we moved back to Omaha after I finished up a DTS. Okay. And so got in at Orion and Ryan grew and uh, we had our first son right before we left Dallas down at Baylor hospital. All right. And uh, that was a big part of us like wanting to say, Hey, grandma and grandpa are back in Omaha, Kim's parents. And uh, we, we, we moved back there to be close to them and and to just double down on Orion and what we were doing there and and it was really good. Uh, we went through the eight oh eight oh nine you know market correction. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, everybody had a great time there. Um, but thankfully, you know, I got to really experience what really quality financial advice is. And and you know, financial advice isn't just asset management. It's planning. It's people that are being disciplined. It's helping clients through all the twists and turns in their life. And, you know, we were remarkably unfazed by, by that whole turn as a technology company, uh, you know, and, and seeing the advisors through that time uh, grow and thrive coming out of that. right, uh, Helping people understand the value of advice uh, was, was really, really great. Uh, so ultimately kept building things for Orion. And my wife, we, we have four kids now, two boys and two girls. Uh, my oldest now is 13 years old, soon to be 14. Uh, so that, that dates us a little bit when we mm-hmm. were there uh, in the 05 to 07 window. And you know, what I started doing is building technology and solutions and promoting things for Orion and became the chief marketing officer and helped us grow the firm. Uh, we ultimately sold the company to private equity 2015. And I left to pursue my dream of, of being a business owner and and starting something new. And we created a company my wife and I called Mineral, uh, which we ultimately sold about three years later to the Carson Group. So that's how you and I, uh, Wade, got, right. to, got to know each other and enjoyed being in there. We were able to do so much fun stuff. And uh, the the quality of organization that Carson has built is, is, is just really, really stellar. And the depth of, of services that that you guys get to provide clients is is tremendous. So, really enjoyed our time there. I saw the entrepreneurial itch and uh, saw a really big opportunity where uh, things in the industry have not evolved to the way they should. And that is all the technology that you need to run your business is doesn't play very well with one another. Yeah,
0: tell me about it. And so, you know, Carson does a good job of helping us, but there's still challenges.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think I think the opportunity is just how do you move financial services forward, not even just advice, but all of the different things that, that are part of your business. My business partner, uh, Paul Gravy, is, is really great at connecting um, of data and architecting all that. He's built technology that, that we partner together to bring to this space because we believe wholly if we can help, even in a subtle way, help the technology connect better, it'll transform the way businesses is conducted in financial services and hopefully beyond.
0: Okay, so that's awesome. So I want to go back a moment though, just to understand. So, DTS, you go to work for Orion, you're building Orion, Orion gets sold. And you had mentioned, you said you'd always had the dream of being a business owner. So, what was the impetus behind Mineral Interactive? I mean, what inspired you to create that business? And then, you know, you were, and then you sold it. And now here, You just kind of led to why you started mile marker, but I'd love to know a little bit more about initially. Hey, you you're with the Ryan, you got bought out. It seems probably things were pretty good for you, I would imagine. What what inspired you to do it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that I'm, you know, generally creatively, I have a different gear, I think, than a normal person in terms of like I really want to continue to create new things. And and at the same time, I understand like I need to install really strong systems wherever, wherever I go to make sure that everything's gonna run really well. You see that today. Uh, with, the, with Carson, like there's a very precise, really well-oiled machine um, in, in what they do. And I can't take too much credit for that. But what led me um, to, to start Mineral was really understanding the nuance of wealth management firms and that you know, m- my CEO and friend, Eric Clark uh, at Orion, you know, he would always say is when, when you met one advisor, you've met one advisor. Every, every advisor, advisory firm is unique because ultimately all your clients are unique. And, and you are a reflection of the people you serve in the same way that being in a, a church, the pastor, uh, it, the people are a reflection of the pastor. And at the same time, the pastors is a reflection of the people.
0: Right. The,
1: the dynamics of humanity are, are all very similar. doesn't
0: change. Yeah. Um,
1: and so I saw the, the interesting opportunity to help. How do I help advisory firms better articulate who they are? Um, and it was, it seemed incredibly obvious to me. Like, why is, why is no one doing this? why is no one helping them improve that? And I had so many friends that were running firms that I'd become friends with through the time. Through
0: through Ryan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and they're just like, Hey, Judd, can you come do this here? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. How about if I do something independent and I can continue to have some agency to help uh, whoever I like. And, and that's what grew mineral. And, and my wife's a heck of a recruiter and and did a good job of bringing in younger uh, designers and developers and, and helping build that up, but also build really strong processes Uh, for how to, how to do that. And so today all of our businesses run on traction where I'm looking up and out as the visionary, and she's looking down and in to help make sure that everything gets done really well. um, and that we provide excellent service to all the people we serve.
0: That's awesome. Okay. So you, you know, you saw a need with mineral and you're at your time at Orion, sold it to Carson. I met you, you're going along and you know, I'm assuming, again, things were probably pretty good for you, but you had this itch to kind of keep going and start something new. And you alluded to it a little bit more, but I mean, you could have just kept doing what you're doing. But again, why step out and do something totally new like that? I mean, again, got to go a little bit more about that inspiration.
1: Yeah. Besides I mean, inspira- the
0: sounds, it sounds like you just like to, that's kind of how you're bent.
1: Well, inspiration is perishable. I think that's the really thing, the big thing that I'm always reminded of. It's like, you have this moment. And uh, for me, the moment was, hey, there's an opportunity out here uh, to go and solve the technology integration problem that exists. And if I don't do it, I don't know that anyone else will do it or will do it with the same intent at the end of the day. Like our, our intent is to be Switzerland, to be completely independent, to not be uh, partisan, uh, because I think the partisan nature of business is ultimately its hamstring. You know, or its Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it really is holding it back uh, from progress. that ultimately benefits the customer, and so the opportunity to do that was was really key with my partner. And I'm just like, we got to go do it. Inspiration's perishable. Let's <laughs> got to do it.
0: Yeah. Tell, let's talk about some of the, maybe some. You know, it's not all hunky dory for the business owner. Not everything goes perfectly. What are some of the maybe hit times when? You know, things just weren't going well. Maybe bad moments. Maybe when you think about st- starting Mineral Interactive, especially. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I think could have I gone think, all perfectly. I hope.
1: I think the lowlights of any business owner's life are generally around people. And when when I know when I have failed them, like when I've run so hard and so fast and not, you know, made sure to to make sure everybody's running with me, or that hey, they need nurturing to like really, you know be invested in. And it's when you run and you run so far out in front of your team, you realize you're alone and mm-hmm. it's not what you want. Um, you want everybody to run together and, and you want to make sure that you're building something that's bigger than yourself. And so uh, oftentimes, like anything in life, we're just reminded of that. And it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that's probably been the biggest thing. And I'd like to say I'm getting better at it, but man, you always are reminded. Like, mm-hmm. how,
0: what are What are some uh, of the things you are, that you're doing to help you uh, do a little bit better of that. You mentioned are you are there tools that you use or?
1: Yeah, I think I think the traction. Uh, so the, the EOS EOS. To yeah, me and that's what we do as well. So this is like tremendous. the fourth
0: time that this has come up in these like small business podcasts. Mm-hmm. I actually did a podcast with our implementer or our EOS implementer. So for those of you that don't know what it is, there's a podcast out there where I interviewed them. But yeah, yeah. that is a big help. Cause it helps put some guardrails around what you're doing. I'm assuming.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and it's accountability and you know, the, the whole issues, like when you have a real issue and you go through and follow the issue mm-hmm. solution process where it's a whole separate thing, it's not your L10. It's a, it's a separate engagement and you follow that too. It, like that's can save your business. Yeah. Uh, it can save your relationships. And um, there's a lot of brilliance to that simple system. Right. And, you know, the visionary leader needs to be put in the box. Like I need to be, I need the box. Right. The box helps me focus on what I need to do and, and protects me. And I you know I think the, fi- the finding that I have is a lot of people, a lot of the visionaries actually don't just have one business. You know, because they're able to be constrained to this focus for this thing, it gives them actually the freedom to go create another thing and another thing and another thing. Right. And maybe that's good, maybe that's not. But it's, you know, I think oftentimes it's what, you know, we're made to do. And right. so if we get to do that and we don't disrupt everybody in the process, I think that's really wonderful.
0: I think the lesson for the business owner is look, you don't, maybe you don't use the entrepreneur operating system. EOS is what it's called traction, but you need, most of them are going to need some kind of process that they follow. Otherwise, just like Judd said, you know, he Judd's going to be all crazy thinking of all these great ideas, but somebody has got to bring it back to earth and someone's got to actually get the mechanics of it done. And then, like you said, you want to deal with the people, but you better have a process, I think, a process for it. So it's amazing. Like the fourth person I've interviewed, uh, Ron, I did an interview with Ron and he brought that up as well. So anyway, yep. that's great. Talk about maybe some of the best moments you've had as a business owner. Now this is your second business, but yeah, uh, talk about that.
1: I think the best moments are when we all start to win together and, and where I can understand that it's not just my ambition that's being realized, it's the ambition and the ability of the people that are around me that are being maximized. And and when we can just invest in in the team and and help them realize their strengths. I mean We're, we're, my wife and I are kind of crazy We're the people that are like, Hey, let's do a Myers-Briggs analysis or let's do the Enneagram. (laughs) Like, what's your number? Uh, You know, it's it's just fun to think about because if we understand this is how someone's made, uh, I believe that, you know, like, I believe that we're all uniquely created for a purpose. um, And, and I think that if we can help people be more and more in line with how God made you and to do, to do what you're created to do. Man, watch out. My Greek professor at DTS used to say, like, when you figure it all out, Katie bar the door. I'm like, I'd never heard that before, but like, <laughs> he's always like, you're going to say, Katie bar the door when you come out of Greek 101 or whatever it was at DTS. And <laughs> I think about that a lot now. Like, when you can figure out your creative purpose and your strengths and identity, and if I can be the guide as a leader in the company to help you do that, that's really wonderful. And then the company is like something way bigger than you ever dreamed. And that's my hope for business owners uh, that, that you get to experience that. You realize this isn't about some sort of conquest. Uh, it's about making things really wonderful and, and long lasting uh, as, as long as you can. And the, the one book, um, Simon Sinek's latest book, uh, Infinite Game, I have it on my Infinite, shelf here. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you've not read that book, that book is a really wonderful read. As Infinite business. Gain? Infinite Game. Yep.
0: Not Game, but Gain.
1: Oh, no, Game. Game. Game, G-A-M-E. Okay. Yeah, it came out October of 2019, I believe.
0: Okay. I don't know, and, I'm not familiar with that one.
1: And it, it's quite good because he talks about the parallels between businesses that are like, you know, really shareholder focused or, you know, focused on excellence. So if you look at Apple Computer, it's not necessarily focused on a shareholder. It's the most valuable company in the world, at least at the time of this, this podcast. But it's not, it's not looking around and worried about what Microsoft's doing. Uh, it's focused on how do I make the most excellent service that I provide, comp- computer, mouse, right. whatever. You know, they, they've been focused on that. And you know, there's just a really interesting parallel as we think about our businesses. Are we just trying to build something for a short-term gain? Or are we doing something that's going to leave a lasting impression to be the most excellent that we can be? And I think you know, as a financial advisor, and at least from my perspective, you get this wonderful privilege of coming alongside your clients and helping them live the most excellent life they can. It's not about anybody else, it's about them. How do they achieve success? How do they have peace of mind? How do they make sure that their whole family is, is you know, informed and taken care of and all their taxes are coordinated? There's so many things uh, that you, as an advisor, you get to have a business that helps serve that. And, and then the, having the ability that you guys have at Chessman is, is so cool to see in action. Uh, every
0: day, yeah, it really is. Sometimes you it's hard to, you don't know, think about it. You you have to take a step back and say, you know what, you're right. It is a unique opportunity. But like you know, any person, you know, there's only a few people that are like you know. Going back to your analogy of the church, not everybody's a pastor, but everybody has an opportunity to impact people in whatever they're doing. Yep. that's what we're really called to do, I think. That, All right, so let's talk about the future for. Your current company, I love the idea because I totally understand it. Because I came out, you know, from my career, I came out as a at one point I was before Carson. I was completely independent. It was all up to me to build all these different systems, and it's it was just so frustrating because nothing would talk, and it just constantly had an issue. So, tell tell me a little bit more about what what do you see the future being for your current business, and and how is that going to impact folks?
1: Well, I think there's, there's an interesting evolution that's occurred inside of the technology space, especially for independent advice, but broker dealers and, and other financial services companies aren't, aren't too different, but you had, you had a system of record about, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that was like an accounting system or something like that. You know, it was generally a little bit more disparate. Like, you know, you have all these different things doing their own thing. They're specialized. Right. And then you had the portfolio accounting companies started to be more of the hub. And then the CRMs became more of the hub to everything's running through that chassis. The issue is that those things are operational tools. You can get all those things done. They're not experiential. Right. And so if you really want to deliver something unique, and this is true regardless of your business. And we, we work with people outside of financial services. It's just my home. So I know it yeah. <laughs> uh, with, with mile marker, but like, you know, if you really want to deliver an experiential thing. You have to own your data, uh, which is a core thing you guys get to do at Carson.
0: Yeah, I know. Ron's um, big on that.
1: And then, in, in, which is which, gives you freedom. You know, you have the freedom to build with it. And we have an API tool at our core that helps rapidly connect d- disparate systems and build your own company's API uh, that allows you to open up the box of possibilities to what you actually want to deliver for your customers. So that's really at the core. That's what we do is, is deliver the ability for you to Massively create an API in a very quick amount of time, and it works with on-prem systems. So if you have a now a- you know,
0: define API for those yeah, that absolutely. don't know what API is.
1: So an API is an application programming interface, which means that you can call this specific line, and it will bring back data uh, for you to use elsewhere. So you can bring a lot of the apps that you use today are a collection of APIs that are saying, "Hey, Wade's logging in, so call his user." API endpoints and he'll authenticate here. And then we're going to provide all these different pieces of information. It's all just a tapestry of these APIs and from various systems. But if we can help you connect that more quickly, you can then start to architect something that's really unique. And I've always been about being creative Uh, Mm -hmm. back when I was a kid in those bands and I was terrible at music. I still love to create. And, And this is really for me an obvious next chapter where I get to help people create, like just to be able to be, the art supply store, uh, with data. Um, right.
0: Cause I mean, you know, as from my perspective, I don't want to mess with that. Yeah. I hated all that. I just want to help people, mm-hmm. you know, and not be messing around with all the, this talks to this and creating fit. You know, That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And yep. I think, I think the future is huge for that because it, it is a mess out there. All right. You've already given some really good advice. I mean, I'm, I'm loving this for me, but, you know, what advice other than you mentioned the, the people side of it and what other advice would you give to to business owners? I mean, I know you've thought this through because I can tell.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about it is, is, is having a plan uh, for what you're going to do um, that's outside of your own head. And it's not, it's, it's in your personal life, having trusted guides. I think the, you know, the key things to success is, is the community that is around you that mm. helps you out. So making sure that you have somebody that's helping you think about how are you managing, you know, your life as, as a family or as an individual or and how does tax affect you? Obviously, that's a big thing for me. And when I look at my my life as my financial advisor, tax navigation and all right. that, but like get guides around you, get a plan, a plan that you follow for your financial life that really affects and so much of, you know, going back to my seminary time, like. Jesus talked more about money than any other single talk. That's topic. true. Money is core to people's identity and it's in, we're kidding ourselves. We don't think it is. And just read the headlines today. Like everything's about money in one way or another. Right. And so understanding that to be true, let's, let's see how that affects our individual lives so we can get it down and get clear on how it affects us as an individual. Cause our personal psychology is a big driver of how effective we are as a leader inside of our businesses. And our ability to understand ourselves, know ourselves, know what we're good at, what we're definitely not at. And, and how do how does that impact those around us? I think that's the first thing to take care of is the whole health, whole mind mm-hmm. that we have. And then how does how do we take that forward, that same idea and apply it to our business to be really methodical and really clear and really open with our team, but at the same time collaborative. We can't be making command decisions all day. Right. Uh, this is one thing in my traction uh, uh, guy did a good job of coaching me on. It was, was just like, Hey, you can't be making command decisions all the time. Judd, <laughs> you know, it's right. great you've you a clear view, but you've got to bring people, other people to the table. And so organizing yourself that way so that you have clarity, because what you don't want to do is, is to be the, you know, puppet master of, of your whole life. The reality is there's always going to be stuff that's outstanding things that are going to be due. Um, we have this time in, life, in our life, our families, and the relationships that we have, those things have to be cared for. And, and hopefully we can kind of get our head straight as leaders to focus on those things and, and, and not be controlled by the tyranny, the urgent. So that, yeah. that, that's the, you know, I don't know if that's very coherent, <laughs> but, but that's definitely how I think about it and how, how, what I'm learning every day. Uh, I think That
0: it, it makes to sense to me. Right. I think it'll resonate with a lot of people too, because yeah, the tyranny of the urgent, you know, but how do you, you, you have to have a plan to step away from that and actually get some things done. Well, that's awesome, Judd. Thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Great hearing about your story. And, and I really appreciate the advice you gave as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So glad to join you guys. And um, yeah, appreciate the time.